The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help, I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Help, you know I need someone. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to Episode 194 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. Our topic today is marriage with quadriplegia. Quadriplegia is paralysis of all four limbs from the neck down. Quadriplegia results from spinal cord injury, among other causes. The spinal cord injury causes loss of sensation and movement, problems with pain, problems with bladder and bowel control, and loss of sexual function. Quadriplegia caused by spinal cord injury affects family, friends, employers, community, and the healthcare system. But despite all these challenges, people and their families who have the right supports at the right time make a positive adjustment to life with quadriplegia resulting from spinal cord injury, which is why our topic today, marriage with quadriplegia, is so important. To discuss it, our guests are J.R. Harding and Erica Richards-Harding. J.R. and Erica were married on August 12, 2006. J.R. is a two-time survivor of spinal cord injury, one in 1983 and one in 1998. He is quadriplegic twice over. That's how he describes himself. He's a recognized disability leader from both personal and professional experiences. He's the author of the book, Now What?, and an accessibility expert and an international speaker. He's contributed to national, state, and community policy for the independence and self-sufficiency of persons with disabilities. He's served two U.S. presidents, four Florida, Florida governors, and continuously serves various community-based organizations. He's the first person with a significant disability to graduate from both Leadership Florida, Leadership Tallahassee, and he's also a co-founder of the Florida Disability Mentoring Day. He completed his doctorate from Florida State University in higher education and public policy. Erica, Erica was born in Chicago, Illinois. She attended Culver Military Academy, where she first met J.R. At college, she earned a journalism and dance degree. Her first job resulted in her being asked to plan parties for a living, which grew her company, Eventus. She worked with the Atlanta and Salt Lake Olympics and traveled widely. 
She's recently passed the USPTA tennis certification exam and now teaches tennis. Other successes include co-authoring with JR, the book Now What? And their joint continued advocacy. She served on the Chamber of Commerce for Persons with Disabilities, the Tallahassee Equal Opportunity Council, and currently serves on the board for the local Centre for Independent Living, Ability First. So welcome to the show, J.R. and Erica. Thank you, Gordon. Right. J.R., please tell us more about your personal story. As you indicated, uh, Erica was born in Chicago in 1966, and so was I. I happen to come from a military family, and the sense of service and value and duty to one's country was instilled in me early. I was able to achieve Eagle Scout and excel in high school athletics until the fall of 1983, when a dramatic and permanent change occurred, resulting in quadriplegia. After a few years of struggling with the why me factor and what was I going to do, the Americans with Disabilities Act had occurred. And simultaneously, I entered graduate school and began to become a bit of a pioneer or frontiersman, building bridges between the world of persons with disabilities and the world without disabilities. In 1998, as I was completing my doctorate, my world flipped upside down again and I broke my neck for the second time. Nevertheless, I managed to persist. I finished the doctorate from the hospital, graduated, and in the summer of 2006, one of the best days of my life, I had the privilege of marrying Erica Richards. Harding. That's a great that's a great account. Now I'm going to ask Erica the same question. Please tell us more about your personal story. Erica? Well, mine isn't quite as dramatic. Uh, <laughs> uh, again, uh, I was happy enough to serve and do a lot of work with the Olympics, which was fantastic. And I think you just alluded to my recent uh, achievement of getting my certification with tennis, which was huge accomplishment, but I'd have to say that working on the book with JR is probably my most recent success, Gordon, and I would maybe suggest writing or having a whole other radio show on writing a book with your husband, because that's a whole other issue in our lives. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> now, anything else that you would just like to add about your lifetime achievements and your successes? I mean, you, you started a business. Can you say more about that? Sure. Uh, meeting planning, I, I fell into it uh, as just anyone could have. I mean, I was a journalism major, and meeting planning, it takes such great organization. So I think that's really helped me a lot with JR because we need to have a lot of planning and uh, skills in our life that help us go from day to day in our organization. Right. Now, J.R., back to you. I want to hear more from you about your life and the successes you've achieved. Well, Gordon, sometimes I uh, like to crow a lot about it, and other times I like to be humble, but you, you're pulling it out of me. And, <laughs> and to be honest, it, it, it's, 
been remarkable to serve two presidents and four different governors in the state of Florida. Through these services, um, jobs, I've been able to build upon the foundation of the Americans with Disabilities Act, things with uh, recreational access, swimming pool, the outdoors, voting machines to allow people with disabilities to vote independently, privately, with dignity and independence. Transportation, without mobility, there's simply no freedom in our world. If you can't get there, you can't do it. If you can't there, can't get there, you can't go to work, you can't earn a job. Um, one of my most uh, exciting uh, pieces was the uh, founding, uh, co-founding of the Mentoring Day. And over the last 12 years, we've had nearly 50,000 Floridians with a disability enter the workforce, experience the workforce, and demonstrate their abilities to the community because we still have a long way to go. Another project we're working on now is Rish Park, a 98-acre beach paradise for persons with disabilities and their families. We hope to make it the most spectacular, barrier-free, universally accessible, and environmentally friendly spot in the country. And for Erica and I, it's simply uh, a project of love because it's where she accepted my proposal for marriage. And in this endeavor, just the other day, I had the privilege of calling four disadvantaged families with disabilities and send them on a scholarship weekend to be able to have fun in the sun in a place where their disabilities are not barriers. Now, I want to go back to Erica. You mentioned writing the book with JR. And yes. You implied that was a whole other story. That's a yes. success. Please tell us about it, Erica. Oh, my goodness. Well, it, it was so challenging because we, we had two different views, and he wanted to tell his story. And because I was a journalist, I wanted everything to be black and white, and he wanted gray. And it was so interesting because we had to have somebody design the book cover, and we had different opinions, and we would keep editing. And the poor thing, I would keep editing and editing and editing, and he would be like, aren't we done yet? I'm like, no. And I'm the perfectionist. I'm like, it has to be perfect. And it was uh, a great Great, great, great experience for both of us. Would you do it again? Oh, for sure. Now that, I mean, once you do it once, it's like kind of like riding a roller coaster. Once you get over the fear, and we've, we learned so much from the first book that I'm very much looking forward to the second. Great. Now, going back to JR, what I'm hearing in your stories and your successes is how you've worked together on projects like writing the book and other things. Um, that's right, isn't it? That it's been teamwork between the two of you. Jay? From my point of view, Gordon, absolutely. Erica is my coach. She's my critic. She's my support. She is uh, really, you know, my, my third arm in all of these projects. And one of the exciting pieces of our lives is Frequently, she's able to uh, travel with me and engage in the subjects of public policy to grunt work, to sweat. And without her help and support, 
so much of what's been achieved in terms of making the world more independent and more self-sufficient for everyone would not have been able to occur. Right. Erica, it's almost as though your university education, your career, the degrees you got were preparing you for this teamwork that you and Jay are so successful at. Is that right? It's kind of incredible, Gordon, because you're absolutely right. I had no idea how all the little pieces and plates would fall into place, but it, it has helped me tremendously. Right. Now, we have to pay the rent, and so this is the time for us to take a short break, which I'm now going to do. This is Dr. Gordon Azalim. I guess our JR and Erica. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio for Power River. Please stay with us. We'll be back. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. Join your hosts, Gary Ray and Ted Griffin Jr., as they show what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile, Radio to Thrive by. Streaming live, the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at FamilyCaregiversUnite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and J.R. Harding and Erica Richards-Harding. Our topic is marriage with quadriplegia. So now let's talk to you both, with you both, about your marriage and your experience with quadriplegia. JR, first, please tell us about your marriage and what it means to you. JR? What it means to me, I don't think we have enough time on the radio to express uh, the power of it. But for me, marriage is the cornerstone of life, foundation, kind of like the white picket uh, fence in the house. It's an indication of maturity, success, equality. I don't know if I was ever going to get married in the early days, and I certainly didn't know 
that I was going to get such an incredible, intelligent, supporting, patient, loving wife who would uh, be a partner in this journey of the road less traveled. Eric, um, it's the same question for you. Please tell us about your marriage and what it means to you. Well, Gordon, I am so blessed. I get to wake up every morning to one of the most incredible individuals I know. For him to wake up every morning with his condition, with a smile on his face and the passion that he has to conquer life each and every day, I'm, I'm truly thrilled and blessed. Marriage with him is so much more incredible because he's such a great individual. Now, I'm going back to you. Thank you, Erica. I'm going back to you, Jerica, JR, and I want to ask you to tell us about the greatest challenge you believe that quadriplegia created for your marriage and created for Erica. JR? Well, for me, Gordon, returning to if I was ever going to get married, I didn't know if a woman, and especially a woman of quality, would be willing to do this. I mean, all I saw in my early days of quadriplegia and the rehab and stuff were families ripping apart. People who said, I didn't sign on for this. And Erica went into this eyes wide open and embraced it. And uh, for that, I, I, I mean, I literally would almost want to cry here on the phone with you. I think some of the challenges are, oh, some of the lack of spontaneity, perhaps too much structure, and uh, some individual space because we, we share our environment. We live in a bit of a fishbowl because I require help. I require help on a daily basis. When you talk about the help you need, you just give us some examples. I mean, for example, do other people, caregivers, other caregivers, come into your home? Is that the kind of help you're talking about? What is it? Uh, yeah. Well, yes. Um, I have to... Because I'm six foot five and weigh over 240 pounds, um, I need uh, a male assistance to get out of bed every day, to shower, to dress, to shave, to do body all functions, to get in and out of the wheelchair. Um, and that's just the basics. That's just the morning routine. For two hours, I'm kind of worked on like a, a factory product almost, but it has to be done with care, love, and support, and by people who actually uh, take it seriously. What kind of a challenge does that sort of presence, uh, almost, it isn't an intrusion on your lives, but it could be, well, what kind of a challenge do you think that creates for Erica? JR? Well, I, I think sometimes... Erica is the type of woman who wants everything done exactly right because she loves me. And so if uh, my assistants are not here on time, she worries, just like you would worry over a child. And so she's not, I, I would think, not comfortable about going about her life and her teaching and her responsibilities until she knows that I'm cared for. So in a sense... 
it, it, I think it's an emotional challenge from time to time for her. Right. Now, Erica, first, first off, it's the same question. Please tell us about the greatest challenge you believe that quadriplegia created for your marriage and for JR. Erica? Well, to be honest, Gordon, I think uh, it was the hardest decision I've ever made in my life was to agree to marry JR because I knew it was going to be an even deeper commitment. Uh, when we were dating, it was funny, I gave him our Culver ring, which was uh, where we went to high school, and I gave it to him and said, someday I'll be back for this because I really needed some time to think and to grasp the situation that I was going to have to give probably 110% more to JR than somebody who is an able body because there's a lot of things that go with it. Uh, mm. Now, please tell us about your impression of the challenges, the serious challenges that quadriplegia created for JR, especially in his relationship with you. I think, uh, again, he's an amazing individual, and he he's so confident in everything that he does that I don't think that it was very hard for him to accept marriage. Uh, I think he knew that I deep down loved him, and all he wants to do is spoil me, and he does a great job of that, believe me. I think maybe his challenge is that sometimes he does disappoint me, and it's not necessarily him. It's just sometimes that's the way life works. <laughs> yes, and I suppose it's fair to say, Erica, is it, that that's the way life works with quadriplegia as well. That is, things don't always work out in the way that Exactly, in anybody's life. You know, there's ups and downs, and you never want to hurt the person you're with or disappoint them or anything. And so it's just like any other marriage. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm still asking you about these challenges, Erica, and particularly the way in which you've um, adapted to them, but specifically in a way that re draws on the strengths that you both have. You know, I've mentioned before, you, you've got degrees which were came in very handy when you were right co-authoring the book with J.R. Now, what are the other strengths, uh, Erica, that you brought to the relationship that your earlier life had prepared you for? What do you think those strengths are? Well, I'd have to say that the most recent strength is absolutely laughter. Uh, we, If we have a bad day, we kind of look back at it and we go, oh, my goodness, and we just kind of laugh at all the situations and try and make the best of, you know, what card was dealt to us that day and 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 make the best of it positive great attitude i suppose and enthusiasm right jr let's ask you a similar sort of question and that is this um the book you've written i've got it thank you very much um displays to me a story of a lot of things that were challenges the book's called what's next and i fully understand what you both mean by that. What, what on earth is going to happen next? So, JR, please tell us a little bit more about the challenge of uncertainty in your marriage and in your lives. JR? 
Well, the challenge of uncertainty, I, I don't know, is unique to quadriplegia, Gordon. Um, and I think uncertainty applies to all families and all relationships. However, with quadriplegia, the probability of uncertainty, I think, is uh, exemplified or multiplied a hundred times. I mean, it's just the little things, whether it's the flat tire on your vehicle or maybe your wheelchair broke or the thing that uh, the writing gizmo that allows you to uh, write isn't working that day or you couldn't find your, your, your fork gizmo so you were not able to self-feed and you had to be fed or the elevator breaks and you can't uh, get out of the building. All of these things, I, I, I think, contribute to that uncertainty. Does the uh, uh, aid uh, show up on time? Do you have all the right pills? Did the insurance company approve your medication? And, and so it's just, it, it's constant. And it's, it, it, you feel like you're on the rat wheel sometimes going, going and going. So what that comes back to, I think, is the complexities of the systems and the devices and maybe the people outside of your family that you rely on. Because if those don't work properly, then the challenge is such that you cannot do whatever it was that you needed to do. Have I got that right, JR? You're spot on with that, Gordon. And I think it's the team of building... Not only Eric and I having each other's back, because if something goes wrong or someone doesn't show up or something doesn't work, it's just her and I. And we ultimately have to have each other's back as we uh, travel this uh, road together, because each day is a surprise. But when the team is strong, you can hum along with the best of them. All right. So, Erica. I'm going to ask you if you agree with that in the sense that the teamwork, which is, we talked about before that you two have achieved in, in bringing together all your skills and all your experiences, uh, means that everything that comes up pretty well, one way or another, you approach by teamwork. Erica, is that right? Oh, most definitely. Uh, if we weren't a team, <laughs> it would be a broken, uh, what did you call it, rat rat wheel, JR? <laughs> right. A broken hamster wheel, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, teamwork is the key, and, and the, the, the oil that keeps us going is the, the uh, extended family that we do bring in that helps us keep that wheel going. Right. Now, we're going to be talking about that in a moment. But first, we have to take a short break. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guests are J.R. Harding and Erica Richards-Harding. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio for Powell River. Please stay with us. We're coming back.
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you're looking for answers and solutions, you don't have to look to expensive treatments, consultations, and methods. All you have to do is listen to your connections. Every week, the Dr. Melanie Show will teach you how to do just that. Dr. Melanie Barton will share her gifts and talents and teach you to do the same. And in doing so, find the solutions to the issues in your life that you truly need. You'll learn about holistic and practical health in six key areas. Discover the Dr. Melanie Show, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Very rarely does our news media spotlight some of the good things that are happening in our world. For more of these good stories and the people that are creating them, tune in to Bread for the Journey with Mariana Cacciatore. Whether these good acts stem from personal tragedy or just a desire to help out and make this a better world in which to live, you'll find inspiration in every week's program. Connect with those that are doing something great for a change. Listen for Bread for the Journey, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and J.R. Harding and Erica Richards-Harding. Our topic is marriage with quadriplegia. So now let's talk about the ways which you together overcame the challenges that the quadriplegia created for you in your marriage in a wider way. First off, JR, what were the challenges to your strength as a family, including the extended family, and how did you overcome these? Well, I think first, Gordon, families come in all shapes and sizes. And it's up to the individuals or the couples to envision, design, and achieve their family goals. Now, kind of quoting that uh, famous movie, Forrest Gump, life's a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. But in terms of those uh, challenges, you simply have to do your best. You have to know that together you can do it. And from Erica's and my point of view, I'm very extroverted, and many times she's introverted, and our two points of view conjugate together extremely well in problem-solving, navigation, and really her can do it uh, before, uh, you know, seeking alternative remedies. Right. Now, Erica, I want to ask you, what the challenges were to your intimacy, and how did you overcome those challenges? Erica? Oh, I think it's an ongoing process there, but uh, marrying into this, uh, my my life became, I, I like to talk to, about it as like it's a fraternity house. There's aides, assistants, 
people always coming and going. And so I've had a challenge of dealing with absolutely pretty much no privacy in my life. And, uh, I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah. Erica, that intrusion on your privacy, what you're saying to us, I think, tell me if I'm right or wrong, um, actually undermined in some way or challenged the intimacy between you and JR. Is that right? Oh, yes, in a way, Gordon. I mean, there are times where I would love, love to just, like, cuddle up on the couch with JR or sit in front of the fireplace with him. And, again, I think JR alluded to it that the spontaneity isn't there. And really, I mean, you'd think that my meeting planning would be great in this ideal setting because we could plan everything. But sometimes it would be nice to just be able to have a little spontaneity there with our intimacy. Right. Jay, I'm going to ask you the same question. A difficult one, I know. But what were the challenges to your intimacy and how did you overcome these? Well, I think... Part of that for me was what does intimacy mean? And early, you know, that, uh, that I guess, definition evolves as you mature. And as a young man, I knew a lot about dating and was good at dating, but wasn't good at relationships and didn't know how to have a relationship and talk and feel and share. And really, my quadriplegia help me learn to listen better, to enjoy some of the subtle things. But some of the shortcomings and the frustrations was procreation and perhaps being parents. And that um, might not necessarily be in the cards for us. And I think that's a, a profound challenge that we both struggle with from time to time. Erica, I'm going to ask you a question which flows from what JR just said. And that is, what were the challenges to your future as a family, and how did you overcome these? Um, he was talking about questions of family and things of that nature. Um, what were the challenges to the future? Um, they were fairly clear, I think, but how did you overcome them? Erica? JR definitely alluded to the, the biggest hurdle, and that was the fact that we do not have children, but I think it's something that we've we've both worked on together and decided that it's it's okay. I mean, in hindsight, I look at it and I think, oh my God, how could I handle a child and spoil Jr. at the same time? And it's all worked out. Again, it's like any other family or marriage that has to deal with, you know, this wasn't in your card, so how do you adapt and work together and find happiness beyond that? Right, and find a fulfillment, too. That's right. Exactly. And there are find plenty of other ways in which to do it, and, like, you know, life's good. Right. Now, I'm going back to uh, JR about the future of the family and I'm looking at the family as the extended family now and the expectations that you know the the parents have for children uh, relatives cousins all the rest of them have for the family as an extended family JR what were the challenges that you experienced in regard to those kinds of questions well 
the challenge is, to be honest, Gordon, is nobody really knew what the expectations were. That my family, and I would think as well as Erica's family, had no idea what the future could hold, would hold, or uh, wasn't possible. But at the same time, both being educated and supporting parents, I've heard nothing but extremely positive feedback from both uh, my family in terms of goals and objectives and Erica and I as a team. And as we're talking, I recall a statement Erica's father made to us one day over dinner where he said, you know, you grow up thinking about what your daughter is going to become in life and what is her role in life. And her father began to cry and say, I couldn't be more proud of my daughter and the two of you today. And and that was just, you know, almost fell out of my wheelchair. Erica, that those are powerful words. Uh, those are powerful sentiments. And those are powerful support. Um, asking you again now, those kinds of moments uh, must have been very powerful and must have been moments that you would want to cherish in various ways. Uh, please tell me about how you cherish those kinds of moments. Oh, that's such a hard answer. I mean, I, I sit here and I tingle. Uh, he, he's always, JR is always just so proud and so warm and so caring, and he does know how to get to my heart. So uh, how do, how does one answer that? I mean, uh, <laughs> See, what I'm perhaps leading to is this, that you're going to be writing another book. Um, this is a leading question, and I know I'm being a little bit pushy, but Erica, the kind of things that we're discussing now, are those going to be the kind of things you approach in the second book that you're talking about? Oh, most definitely. Uh, the, the first book, uh, Now What?, was more about JR's journey and how he got to where he is today. And the second novel, I'm really hoping to add more of my little story and a little bit more about what it's like to be the wife of a disabled person and share a little bit more of my story. And so I'm thrilled that I even got a chance to talk on the radio because normally I advocate for the disabled, but I don't walk in their shoes. I, I can't speak for them. I can only do so much, but I'm more than happy to always like talk to individuals that are in my shoes, if that makes sense. It, it certainly does, because with serious challenges like quadriplegia following a spinal cord injury, um, many, many questions occur early on, and you've mentioned mm -hmm. a, number of, a number of them, but the idea that there are other people who've traveled the road successfully um, that have experiences that they're going to share and willing to share on everything, that's encouraging because it's what I call the been there, done that, survived that kind of story. And that has hope to it. So first of all, quick question to you, JR. This question of hope, how important is that in the early stages of an, of an injury? of a 
quadriplegia and is it something that you need to work on to maintain? Well, first, I think hope is the number one uh, goal that needs to be present. There needs to be some happy target objective to keep you motivated. And in my sense, you know, it was graduating from high school. I belonged to class of 1984. I had something profoundly important to me that helped me keep pushing and pushing and maintaining that drive. And expanding that into, you know, adult life, each set of goals, each set of optimism of transitioning from college life to professional life to home ownership to marriage to being able to travel to be able to laugh, cry, and smile. All of, without that, quite frankly, Gordon, you're in, the, you're in a box and you're in the ground. Right. Erica, it's the same question. What about hope? Um, what role does it play and how do you promote hope for yourself and the people around you? Erica? Hope is what keeps you going. I mean, you keep hoping and you keep making goals for yourself and keep dreaming about what the world can be. And again, I think JR helps promote that within myself because every morning under his condition, he wakes up with this incredible amount of hope and passion every day. And if he can do it, my goodness, certainly we all can. Right. And to put a word, does that mean that you feel the same way, that when you see him hopeful, it makes you feel that I can be hopeful too? Is that fair oh, to you? Oh, I can conquer the world when he wakes up with that smile on his face and that grin. I mean, what, what could stop me from conquering the world? Right. Now, talking of that, we have to take our break. That's the tyranny of timing once more. So I'm going to do that now. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley. And my guests are J.R. Harding and Erica Richards-Harding. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio for Power River. Please stay with us. Coming. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace to speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Are you a single parent trying to create the balance between home life and work life? You may be running a successful business, but how are your relationships with your family and children? If you're one of the thousands of people trying to juggle it all, tune in to Straight Up with Chris, real talk on business and parenthood, Hosted by Chris FSCU, Chris is the portrait of the success story. Coming to the U.S. with no language skills, 
founding and growing several businesses while raising his daughter from age 7 to adulthood as a single dad. Listen every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and J.R. Harding and Erica Richards-Harding. Our topic is marriage with quadriplegia. Now let's talk about the ways in which people can be helped to overcome the challenges that quadriplegia creates for their marriages. So, J.R., what do you intend to do and what more would you like to see done to provide more help for couples who live with the challenges created by quadriplegia? Jayon? Well, what do I intend to do? I think I'm going to continue my road of advocacy, public policy, and frankly trying to fulfill the role of a role model. I don't know that I'm perfect all the time, that I do get angry from time to time or frustrated with that hamster wheel that uh, is always spinning. But I will endeavor to remove barriers because removing of the barriers creates that greater independence cord that gives people in a sense of identity who they are in the community, that they have meaning and that their time and space as value as we create more sustainable communities that everyone is able to help shape that town, shape that city, and shape this country. One of the things I mean I'm working on right now, I think, is germane to this subject, which is um, aging in place or being able to grow with your home or age with your home, adapt with your home, so that there's no institution, that there's no uh, dismissing someone from society, and I'm able to transition all that I've learned in the disabled world into your world, into my parents' world, into Erica's parents' world, so that uh, folks can go next door. They can do the barbecue. They can go to the YMCA. They can simply go down and enjoy the football game on a Saturday afternoon. Right. Erica, exactly the same question. What do you intend to do, and what more would you you like to see done to provide more help for couples who live with the challenges created by quadriplegia? Erica? Well, first, I'm always just going to stand by my husband. We have an incredible life. Our phone rings 24 hours a day with somebody in need with questions or concerns, and JR and I are always there for them whenever they need some assistance, and so that's incredible. Secondly, I'm going to write uh, the next book where I might have some more input on my end of things. And thirdly... I'm just here to, to help. I mean, the radio show, I think this is an excellent beginning. I think there are a lot of uh, other spouses out there that might need some assistance. Uh, we always have 
uh, people that can help for the disabled, but the other half, I don't know that we really have a support group, so I'm willing and able to help in any way we can. Right. Now, I'm going to ask you both, once again, it's the same question, but I want you to share with us your message for couples who live with quadriplegia, live with the challenges that it creates for them. What's your message for those couples? JR? Well, my first message is have each other's back. Remember that life is fulfilling. Set your goal, lay out the objectives, conquer the barriers, and have fun. Simply keep fun in it, and it doesn't feel like work. Erica, your message, please, for couples who live with the challenges. What's your message for them? Well, I think I will lead off on JR's idea that it is fun. I'd like to say that it's similar to a roller coaster ride. Uh, there's ups and downs, and there's some amazing twists and turns. But in the end, it's an incredible ride and a lot of fun. So go for it. Fun is good. Yeah. Now, I'm going to just sort of feed back to you a couple of thoughts and that have come from the things you've just been talking about. That is to say, you two are both intending to do some more and to get others to do more. That is something that I've heard very often, and it's enormously encouraging. It's people saying, I've traveled that road, but I've come down, traveled it far enough to stop for a moment, look over my shoulder, and see if I can give a helping hand to those who are perhaps just starting out or are on the road facing the kind of things I faced and reach. I want to reach out and give them some help, some advice, some encouragement, some sense that they're not alone. Now, I want to suggest to you, and I want to just quickly ask you this, is that the sort of thing that you are really now doing that is lending a hand to others and is it the sort of thing that your book um, that your your second book will actually encourage first of all JR well are we lending a hand and the answer is absolutely about a year ago the phone rang and someone called from a nearby church and talked to us about a fellow quadriplegic had been trapped in bed for 12 years. The church had uh, built a porch for this young man's 80-year-old mother to push him out underneath the roof so he could get fresh air. Well, a year later, this gentleman's getting up every day, now going into community college, and hopes to create a organic farming uh, niche to be able to support him and his family and his relatives. So from that standpoint, the answer is absolutely. We like to inject energy and hope and to kind of give people a can-do uh, model to follow in terms of overcoming the barriers of quadriplegia. Right. In terms of the book, not only, I think, is Erica's voice and some of the, the partnership pieces that are often overlooked in dealing with uh, quadriplegia, I think talking about work and recreation, uh, independent living, politics, 
public policy. All of those pieces, I think, contribute to the broader story. Right. Erica, you've both spoken about removing barriers in such a way that people can move around so that they can get to places where they can do things. There are other sorts of barriers as well as that, which are the barriers that get in the way of people's fulfilling their abilities. People who, like you two, your authors, you've done an enormous amount of work. This conversation that you and I have had shows just how well you understand and have dealt with some challenges that to many people would seem impossible to respond to. So where that's going is, Erica, the idea that getting people to fulfill their abilities to the maximum, notwithstanding challenges like quadriplegia, I know you think that's important, but please say to me a little bit more about what can be done to assist that process. Erica? Uh, yeah, uh, our, our advocacy right now, I think, is more one-on-one, -on -one. so it's a little frustrating because I'd like to find a venue where we could reach out to everyone in order to get them motivated, and so I find that part a little frustrating, but the one-on-one -on -one and the day-to-day -day successes are very encouraging. The barriers that come up Again, Gordon, it's just like anybody's day. Uh, you know, the hot water isn't working or you're, you got a flat tire. If you can manage to overachieve that, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. And if you can achieve um, what your capabilities are to the fullest, um, people can get back to work they, or get to work. They can earn their livings, they can be successful, and they can feel in that way fulfilled despite these challenges. And I think that's a message that comes across very clearly from both of you. Now, I, first of all, unfortunately, we have to close because time's running out on us. So I want to say thank you very much, JR and Erica, for saying the things you've said in such an open way, sharing your insights and your advice, and stressing the importance of hope, reducing barriers, enabling people to fulfill themselves, if I may say so, in a way that you both have done so successfully. Um, please carry on because you are what other people, what you're saying is what other people need to read and write when they too are challenged in the way that you've been. I want to say thank you to our listeners. We'd like to hear your comments on this episode. And from our listeners, I'd like to hear about ideas for topics or if you're interested in being a guest on the show. And in our next episode, we'll talk about empowering family caregivers with voice and visibility. So please join us, same time, same spot on the Internet. Talk to you then. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until then, we hope our program will help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. And I do appreciate you being around. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 